ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Proud to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Vortex Optics. Proudly made in the USA, Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head over to SasquatchFuel.com. Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. Hey guys, live from the initial ascent booth at Hunt Expo 2020 from the Mountain Dude table with Michael Merrill. Enjoy the episode. Oh. All right, this was my other necessity. I cannot come to Utah, come to Hunt Expo, know that this guy's walking around and not sit down, shake hands, smile, Thanks, brother. give a big old man hug. I fanboyed out about an hour and a half ago, so I just wanted to sit down with you, man, and uh, you provide a lot of inspiration, motivation, um, and just smiles to a lot of people, man, me included, and I just wanted to have an opportunity to sit down, go fast and furious for the podcast, and you know, all right. Say how much I appreciate you and love you, and yeah, man, it's just uh, it's been fun following along and getting to know you. You know, through social, and then our interactions um, have been a little more than that. We podcasted before too, but it's just one of those things. I was talking to somebody today, and I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find Michael Merrill," and the, I kid you not, that response 
the response that I've gotten has been across the board. Michael Merrill, <laughs> Joe, one of the owners of Initial Scent. Oh man, when Michael gets over here, yeah, I want to meet Michael. I follow Michael. It's great. Do you realize how many people you impact? <laughs> no, I don't think you no, think I about really, it. No, it, it's I'm crazy. I'm just like you, just trying to, you know, <laughs> spread the love thing. and yeah. trying to be positive and, and do good things, right? Help, help other people grow, grow myself, and you know, the rising tide lifts all ships, and that's I believe it, in man. that. I, I believe in lifting others, and that's how we raise ourselves. That, that's it. Is is that helping others? It, it pulls the focus off of us, but it fulfills us more than any focus we can put on ourselves when we're when we're focused on the folks around us or the folks we're influencing. Um, it's an amazing thing, man. And and I've learned a lot of that in the last year with this podcast. Right? It's weird how social media can affect us, um, but I've learned that from from guys like you, Keith, Sid. Um, Hell yes, man. So you've been you've been going hard since elk season, buddy. Yeah, a little bit. Hard, yeah, hard, yeah. Hard, yeah right? I've had a had a few hunts under my belt and I keep going and, and always training for the next one. Always trying to, you know, I love the uh, mentality of there is no off season. We're always preparing for whatever's next, and it's important that we continue to do that, even if we don't know what that is. Right. Just be ready for anything. Put yourself in a position so not only can you be uh, prepared physically but more importantly mentally mm -hmm. always on your game always trying to see what you can do to improve yourself and, and the people around you and that yeah and that translates to our day-to-day -day, right I mean, I mean it just and that's a lot of what we do is relate this stuff to hunting but it really translates into our day-to-day -day activities in life for me it's made me better using that mentality and that mindset um, as a father as a husband in my professional life uh, yeah it's just great man what about the uh so tell us about the elk season so you you had a you had a heck of a scouting season you had cameras out elk abound and uh not a rough go but a rough go right no tag was punched um and then now you're in chasing uh you got to step to the side there shorty oh um, camera's going <laughs> that's freddie game changer calls freddie lopez he just interrupted this podcast with this beautiful gentleman right here <laughs> guest appearance <laughs> slide into the dm <laughs> it's all uh, good brother all good oh yeah, so give us a little bit about the elk season. Take us through that a little bit. And uh, then we got to hear about the cats, man. We've been chasing cats for a minute yeah, now. Yeah, I have. All right, well, so for the elk season, um, as you know, um, put a lot of preseason scouting in, um, got cameras out. I had a couple dozen plus. Um, as you know, um, some of our mutual friends like, like Keith Naylor, uh, he came and helped me, which was just so kind of him. I mean, I didn't know him from Adam. In fact, he explained it that uh, he didn't know me from a ham sandwich <laughs> before all this in person. But, right. you know, social media, same thing. Um, what a blessing to connect people of like mind and uh, also to have an opportunity to help each other. So um, got with Keith before the season, um, spent a weekend. We went out scouting and he, he showed me where uh, some of the trail cameras he had out were. And, we looked at different bulls he had on there and um, found one that I really liked. It was the biggest bull we ended up seeing the whole time. So I put a bunch more cameras out in the area. And um, so we spent a lot of time every weekend, every chance I could get, I was down there um, starting in July into August until the middle of the month when the hunt started. So we had a pretty good sense of the bull we wanted to go after and the area that he was in. 
And uh, so lo and behold, uh, opening morning, <laughs> almost 7 a.m., the sun's coming up over, and all of a sudden, and we were just checking trail cameras, the bull that we were after comes walking out into the meadow. Um, yeah, really beautiful six point. We figure he was somewhere in the 360, almost 370 range, full velvet. He had a really nice five by six with him that he'd been hanging around with. We had a lot of camera shots and video of. And he he was about 90 yards and 80 yards and 70 yards. And I'm we're ready. We're behind a tree. He doesn't know we're there at all. And so I was prepped and, and ready. Um, I had been shooting a lot. Um, hiking, running, shooting, pack runs. I mean, everything I could do to be prepared uh, for that moment and um, ended up, you know, get my, my bow drawn back. Um, anyway, the elk was kind of moving and the guy that was with me that, that was helping me, uh, Jordan Lee with Relentless Guides, who you've, you've uh, yep. connected with also, great guy. Um, he was he was kind of uh, talking me through it and actually filming um, that shot and also just the experience going on. And um, we figured he was about 67 yards. Um, I had my slider pin on, so I had longer range available. But because he was walking in, I dialed my sight. I just left it on 60 because I figured he was going to come in closer than that. And ultimately, he didn't. So I held a little bit high and uh, felt great, released the arrow, and I had a lighted knock and watched that thing sail. It looked like it was going right to the pump station. And just, I was just so excited. I thought, you know, I'm just gonna get my bowl. Like, no big deal, right? <laughs> the hunt's been going five minutes and I'm just gonna get this bowl and bring him home. And uh, of course, you know, it doesn't often work out where it's no. too easy like that. No. But we anyway, always think it is. the arrow, um, right as it got close, the bowl had just kind of dropped and dove right below and probably shaved some hairs. I mean, it was that close. <laughs> And uh, what we found out later is it actually um, went straight into a log behind him, made a loud, a loud knock, which that's what spooked the bull. He didn't know what was going on. Um, he wasn't alerted to our position or presence. He just heard something hit that log. So he took off and uh, stopped at about 90 yards. I elected not to try and launch another arrow or anything. I felt like something was off with my bow or my shot. I, I just didn't know. Right. So I didn't want to have, didn't want to wound him or have, have an issue that way. So I just thought, let's not spook him out of here. Jordan said, you know, he's not scared. Let him go. He'll come back. So, you know, brokenhearted and, you know, just totally beside myself. Here's the moment. Everything, all the training, hundreds of hours of, you know, prep. And everything I'd envisioned happened except for that arrow hitting the target. Right. So, part of the deal, right? Well, I was going to say, so goes the game, but those are the situations that draw the best from us. Yeah. Right? That, that's where we look for that improvement. If it was as easy as five minutes in the hunt, draw back, let it go, dead, would you go back? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't, there's no motivation in most of us for that easy scenario, right? We're looking for that, that work. Um, so now we got the mountain lion chase, man. I've been, I've been like, you know, are we on a cat now? Are we getting a cat now? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> how's that? Uh, how's that been playing? Uh, that's a, that seems like a rough one, but a beautiful thing to watch the dogs work and chase. And it's been amazing. Um, I've never, I've never had a, a draw, a cougar draw tag like that. Um, so this is a new experience for me. Um, the country that it's in, um, my, uh, have the good fortune of having my awesome nephew, um, Brady Loveless with Lone Tree Outfitters, um, an incredible guide, very successful at, uh, at you know, punching tags on cougars, and bear, elk, and, you know, other game, full guide service. Um, but uh, 
Um, I've been able to go out with him five or six times. Um, every time we've gone out, we've found tracks. Um, so we, we find those tracks ourselves, leave the dogs in the truck. Once we cut a track somewhere, if it looks like a good track, we'll get the dogs out and get them on it. So um, just about every time we've been out, we've had an opportunity. Um, we've let the dogs out uh, three of those times. Um, and we were able to get cats in the tree, each of those three. So that's been awesome. Um, we ended up, one of the toms we treed was a pretty good tom. We figured he was maybe around 140 pounds. We're looking for something just a little bit bigger. What's uh, a little bit bigger? About 160, uh, 180 pounds is a just a monster. monster. <laughs> and so that'd be great. And there are, there are cats in my unit like that. We feel like we've been on two tracks of cats that, that are that probably caliber. in that caliber and range. Um, Unfortunately, we've cut those tracks, we've followed those tracks, and what's happened is, as we've hiked through some really steep and deep, I mean, we're talking sheep country, like some pretty crazy stuff, um, up to, you know, 30 inches of snow, and uh, a pretty rugged terrain, and it's everything I love about hunting, it actually, it really gets me going. Um, I don't want any, I don't want to tree a cat 200 yards off the road somewhere, like I yeah. have no interest in that, so, so I'm, I'm ready to work for it, I'm happy about that. That, but uh, but both times that we've gone in on these bigger tracks, um, the the lions uh, have gotten crossed up with a female that crossed over their tracks, and so the dogs ended up getting off on the fresher track, which in both cases was a female. Okay. We've treed both of those, and the last lion we treed was um, uh, Brady said was the largest female he's ever treed. He's been doing this a long time. So it was a big cat, but um, it's just not something we're after. So, so we let her go, um, and uh, you know, pulled the dogs in and hiked back down. And so, um, you know, we've we've uh, braved the hail and the snow, and uh, you know, the weather and the steep, and it's been amazing. So, how is that, right? I, so, California, you can't hunt cats. Um, to have the apex predator in a tree and you're 20 30 yards up staring at it even a female that has to be the rush of a lifetime yeah. has to be it's an out-of-body experience <laughs> you uh, especially the first time the first time you're there and he's like you know there's a cat you know 20 30 feet away from your face you know and they are staring a hole through you i mean it's not it's not cool <laughs> the way they're looking at you is not cool but um, but knowing, um, again, being with a guide that's got a lot of experience, so the dogs that are very experienced. I mean, the dogs were literally climbing 10 feet up into the tree. That's these hound dogs trying to get to this cat. Well, I've, just, seen them, I've seen them go out on limbs. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. insane. They're like a cat. But, but that's one of the things that, that everybody that I've talked to about cat hunting says that's the thing that they appreciate the most is the work ethic and the ability of the dog to do what they do. Yeah, it's special. It really is. I mean, it's a it's a very unique and interesting experience. Um, and to see the love that the houndsman has for those dogs, and again, just like a parent or anything, you're you know sometimes you're scolding and you're and also you're you're praising. Um, you're rewarding also. I mean, just the way that they're managing them is almost it reminds me of me with my kids. Um, and um, and but to watch those dogs value when they get that praise and want to do a great job for their master, for the owner, and for the other dogs in the pack. I mean, they're working together. It's just a it's a really special thing to, to watch. And you know, I've I've really appreciated being close to that. And, 
get that's a sense a, of that. Yeah, that's what uh, Chad Bracken is a guy out of Wyoming. And I don't know, I want to say it's 2018, dude. His mule deer was just phenomenal. I mean, just this crazy, that's how I met Chad. It's just yeah. this monster. I mean, it, stupid. I have to send you the picture. I forget the score. I'm not a score guy. But he started hunting cats. I think that's all the dude's hunting now. Right. He's, I mean, he like got hooked in it so bad that he went and got a dog right. from a breeder and was training the dog. And I mean, it's just like, wow, this guy is just all about cats. Yeah. And he said, there's nothing. He told me there's absolutely nothing he's ever done that's like it. And he's hunted from, you know, where he is from in the East Coast to, you know, everything he can hunt Western. Yeah. And he just said, it's phenomenal. I'm excited to, at some point, get to do it. Being a California resident, it's pointless. I can't even take hide or meat or anything back so yeah. I have to get out of there before I can actually experience it um, community and I this is this is something I kind of reserve for the hope to sit down with you um, because I, I know this is gonna make me smile the importance of our community and being involved in our community as hunters and supporting and showcasing our community positively. Give me some of that, because I don't know a better source, at least what I would consider a better source, than, than you. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I think that, for me, that's the draw. It's not, um, you know, I think, um, just like you, my goal is to be additive. I want to help um, make that better. I want to be somebody who helps raise that level and helps lift somebody else up and motivate somebody else to be their best self. And it's not about being better than anybody. I mean, my competition is in the mirror. That's it. Every morning, that's the guy I gotta beat. I wanna be better today than I was yesterday. Yes, sir. And tomorrow, I'm gonna kick myself today's butt, right? <laughs> that's and right. that's the goal, right? And that's, that's, that's why I run. I mean, I started that journey back in 2015 set a goal, went from no running to a thousand miles in a year. And, um, you know, last two months, every every ran, uh, every time I ran, I went at least 10 miles. I mean, these are things that I just, it was almost scary to me. Like I didn't, that wasn't me. I'm not a runner. I mean, that was my thing, but I got to a point where I was able to be comfortable saying, you know, yeah, I, I like running. I mean, I'm, I'm a runner, but the purpose even behind that, it wasn't even, it wasn't running or not. I, I don't, it's not the act of running that I love, it's the benefit and the fulfillment that I get from the experience doing it. That's why I trail run. I wanna be out in the elements. I wanna be where, uh, you know, God's creation and enjoying what's around me, the beautiful things that, you know, if I'm in my, you know, nine to five down in the city and in my truck and driving around and, you know, in society and running to Walmart and doing the things that people have to do every day um, in, in our society, that's all, you know, that's all just kind of what it is and kind of the necessary evil of, you know, existence Life, in yeah. society. But I want to get elevated above that. I want to get away from that and have at least a piece of me that gets to go out and experience what's around me. This community represents that for me. It represents a place where I don't I don't want to come and rest. I want to come and work. I want to I want to come somewhere that I can grow and enhance the existence that I have in the rest of my day-to-day -day life. And this does that for me. It gives me fulfillment. Um, more than anything else, I think, you know, helping somebody else um, learn to enjoy running or learn to be more fit or learn to smile a little bit more. 
I mean, that is what, I mean, that's special. Yes. Right? Anybody can, you know, sell stuff. Anybody can, you know, people can find different ways to make money. There's all kinds of, some people are gifted athletically or have other talents that they're given in life, um, blessings from God. Um, and, and those are wonderful and those are things we should magnify. But when you take something that is, uh, you know, small or, or maybe not natural to you and you find a way despite and against all odds and, and a lot of times despite what others may tell you, well, you can't do that or, you know, you're not this or there's no way you'll ever be that. The fact that, that we can get in there and... Uh, and have a chemical change where we're actually changing what that thing exists as and make it something so much better and more is, I mean, that's, that's what I'm after. I want to, when I leave this rock, I want to have made a difference. Right. I want to be a better place because right. I was here. That's it, man. That is it. I don't know that there's a, another person that could have answered that the way you did. <laughs> I swear to you, buddy. I swear to you. Um, so I just wanted to make it fast and furious. I, I think I'm going to end that on that because I don't know that we need to take anything else but that away from sitting down with Mr. Merrill. Uh, but, man, I appreciate you. Just love everything that God you do, man. Thank you. appreciate you. truly do. All right. Let's get a picture, man, and I'll jump in with Mr. Waddell. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts, and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. The purpose of Valley to Peak is to provide sound nutritional information supported by science to help you prepare and perform optimally in the backcountry. There's no secret. This is done through education, coaching, and programming based on personal goals and preferences. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com or catch them on Instagram at V2P Nutrition.